Loud. Welcome to Too Loud. I am Sal Harold. And I am Ryan Basulto. Thank you guys for listening. It's a little too loud this morning. And we are ready to discuss football being back. We have all the games on docket. We're ready to preview. We also have the nonsense that is Nicki Minaj and the Bubbly, the best 90-minute movie, and the loudest of the week. Thank you for tuning in to Too Loud. Don't look at me like I have something to say. Go. Well, you got this guy. Go. You're killing it this morning. All right. So, like I said, it's the start of the NFL season, week one. Ooh, I am excited because baseball just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Baseball's a great sport, but it does not do it for me the way the barbaric, violent football does for me. Bring out more concussions. I don't care. <laughs> Again, week one, week one. Bounce that ass. Make your knees touch your elbows. I hate you. <laughs> week one. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> Since Sal keeps talking about bouncing ass on week one of NFL, let's talk about game one, Rams versus Panthers. So we're going to go game by game. 90 seconds each game, starting now. Okay, so Sal, let's talk about game one. Rams versus Panthers. Who do you think is going to have a better comeback? Cam Newton or Todd Gurley? I think Cam Newton's going to have the better comeback. That doesn't even make sense, but I'll let you go. Cam Newton has to have the better comeback for him to do better. The Rams are going to be pretty good regardless of how Todd Gurley comes back. Like They're not going to use Todd Gurley the same way that they did last time. Last year. He's just going to be a special player. He's not going to have the same type of year. He's hurt. He's done. Cam, on the other hand, he's going to do what he has to do in order for the Panthers to win. I also got the Rams winning this game, but it will be a pretty close one. All I'm saying is to be a quarterback, you need your shoulder because that's the only way you could throw. That's the only way baseball players throw. That's the only way football quarterbacks could throw. That's the, that's the only way to throw. And Cam Newton has had three soldier sur- shoulder surgeries, including one that just happened this past weekend. I mean, this past last season. So I think that Gurley's going to have a better comeback, and I think that the Rams are still going to win this game against the Panthers. Okay, second game up. It is Washington at the Eagles. Do you believe in the Eagles this season? I don't get what people see about them. I mean, they're previous Super Bowl champs, but they don't have their Super Bowl leading quarterback, Nick Foles. They have Carson Wentz, who's just been shaky, has had the same record pretty much as Dak Prescott. I I mean, he's not even as good as Dak Prescott. It's, there's so many questions. You don't know if Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard's going to be good in the backfield. I don't know. I'm not too sold on them, but I mean, they have weapons. I guess, especially against Washington, it's easy. And, but I, I expect them to beat Washington. What do you think, Sal? I don't understand why the Eagles are ranked so high. I mean, their defense is supposed to be Back. Number one ranked team on Madden. Number one ranked team on Madden. I mean, it all depends on Carson Wentz. He breaks easily, so I still got uh, Philly in this game, but I don't see how far they could possibly go. All right, Sal. Now it's time to continue to game three, Bills versus Jets. And who's the favorite little whatever it is, Sal? What, do you, what, is that, what does that word even mean? <laughs> I can't even understand it. It looks, looks gibberish. So it's game three, Bills and Jets. Basically, who's going to be the little brother of the AFC East, the Bills or the Jets? I do not know that, Sal. That's why I'm asking you the question. Who do you think is going to be the little brother? Well, then answer the question. Ask the question fully. Cool, because I didn't didn't see it. (laughs) I can't understand what it says. All right. Game three, Bills versus Jets, Sal. Who do you think is going to be the little brother of the AFC East? The Bills or the Jets? Because we all know that the Patriots are going to come out on top. Well, 
when we first were writing about this question and everything, I was really on the Jets bandwagon. I think the Jets have a lot of talent this year. Le'Veon Bell obviously coming back. Distractions. Um, but I forgot the Bills do have the second-best defense in the league. Josh Allen is going to get a little better. Um, so I think the Bills will have a better season, but I got the Jets in this game with Le'Veon Bell having a return game. I'm going to have to switch it on you because I think that the Jets are going to have a better season. Le'Veon Bell, when he's on the field, he'll help you win an extra three to four games. We already saw the Pittsburgh Steelers without him. They barely they didn't even make the playoffs. Barely made the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. So I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to help that team a lot. I think they'll actually beat the Bills in this matchup. The Bills are too young right now, especially with Josh Allen in his sophomore year. Their sophomore slumps. So I say the Jets are going to win this game by seven, and I think they're going to come in second at ten and... 10 and 6? I'll take it 10 and 6. Yeah. 10 and 6. Alright, it's game 5. Game 4, actually. Atlanta going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. It's crazy because who do you think? Like, like they've won three division titles. All three of them. The Vikings. I mean, the, the Falcons. The, uh, fuck. The Saints and the Panthers each have three division wins in this decade. So... One of those teams is going to win the division and become the team of the decade, at least in the NFC South. Although, wouldn't it just the Saints be it because they actually won a Super Bowl? With, no, they won in 09. No, they won in 09. No, they didn't win in 09. 06. Oh, well, yes, a very, very long time ago. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter who the team of the decade is. They all they all suck. None of them have won a Super Bowl. They've all actually been losers of a Super Bowl. And so I think, but I think if you were to have to choose one, I think the Falcons are going to take it this year. The Falcons look the most primed. Over the Saints? Oh, yeah. The, the Saints are demoralized from what happened with the Rams last year. L.A. just has that effect, man. It makes you really, really sad once you don't beat us. So, I mean, I see the, the Falcons winning this NFC South for the decade, winning the four out of the, the ten years, but it could be up in the area. What do you think? Uh, well, I got... The Vikings in this game, just being at home, it's a pick 'em, and I don't. I think that Atlanta probably gets in as a wild card, but they still have to figure out that defense. Even though Lorenzo Neal is coming back. Yeah, I think that's. I think that sounds like a good idea, and you're a good-looking man. <laughs> I don't care what they say about you, Sal. But what let's stop game? talking about that. And let's go on to Game Five: Baltimore versus Miami. Some would call this a squash game, Sal, but what you know who we want to see. We want to see Lamar Jackson, and we want to know, are the Miami Dolphins jobbers? Explain to the people what a jobber is. So a jobber is a wrestling term for somebody who comes out and loses and makes the winner look really, really good. So you imagine just somebody on the lower tier, like a, I don't know say, like a Zack Ryder coming out to fight Kane. And you, you just pay money to see Kane destroy this guy for two minutes. But Zack Ryder makes it look really good. That's what the Dolphins are going to be this year. They're just going to make every team look really good. If you have somebody playing on fantasy against the Dolphins, like Lamar Mark Jackson Ingram. or Mark Ingram, start I would say start him. And I'll also say pick the Ravens defense up and be and pick the Ravens to win this game. But this is not a knock towards our friend Torrey McTire, who is corner on the Dolphins. Cathedral alum, but yeah, that Dolphins, the Dolphins are tanking. They don't care anymore. They just they got Josh Rosen with no weapons. It's it's gonna look awful, and they're gonna look like the biggest jobbers as soon as Lamar Jackson rushes for like a hundred yards this game. 
So I picked the Ravens as well with you, and I think that this game's a waste of everyone's time. Also have the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. You better shut your mouth, S.A. Well, that's the first half of games. We'll get back to more games, including Kansas City, Jacksonville, the under Baker returning, Ooh. Bengals and Seahawks, and more. But first, be sure to follow us at Too Loud Sal and Ryan on all your favorite devices and media, social media places, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, of course, to listen to full episodes of Too Loud. Tell your mom about us. Come on. Don't be afraid. We're a good show. Changing the subject a little bit, so one of our uh, gracious followers, Christian Gonzalez, he was uh, making a point of how movies, usually it's longer movies that get praised. They're like, oh, this is a long movie and it's good, but we don't really pay attention to those shorter movies, ones under two hours. So it decided oh, to the contrary. Us. My attention span isn't that long. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, Sal, but the best movies under 90 minutes, there's a lot of them, though. Um, I mean, there's Toy Story. That's a good one. Lion King. Um, Zombieland, I don't know why you would say that. That's a that's, great movie. That's weird. That's a lot of movie to be f- packed into 90 minutes. Now, are you saying Friday's under 90 minutes or it's 91 minutes? It is 91 minutes. That doesn't count. Trying, oh, no, don't does even that do not it, count? Dude. Don't even do it. We're, we're picking apples right here. We're pick, picking apples and oranges. It's not, it's not the same, Sal. It's over 90 minutes. It does not work with our time limit. So, when you think of the best movie under 90 minutes, what do you think? What do you think is the best time to watch that? Before you go to sleep. Yes, Sal. That is correct. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. So the best time to watch it is before you go to sleep, right? What's one of the best movies to watch before you go to sleep? A Nightmare Before Christmas. That is hands down the greatest less than 90-minute movie. I mean, it has everything you want. It has Christmas, Halloween, love, musical. It's all wrapped up in one. You could watch it with a girlfriend, your family, your sister. It's gorgeous. It's a great under less than 90-minute movie, and I think it's the greatest of all time, Sal. Other 90 movies, most Disney movies go into that category. Sleeping Beauty, The Lion King, Toy Story. No, not better than Nightmare Before Christmas. But you know what? You, you want two really good movies that are under 90 minutes and will give you a good time? I I wonder what, Sal. I wonder what you have in store because I do not think it's better than Skeletons figuring out Christmas for a Halloween town. Come or, on. is that That's a different debate if that's a Christmas movie or not. <laughs> But movies like Cloverfield, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. It's a good one. Evil Dead. Evil Dead's pretty good, but and this is Spinal Tap. Does it have to do with like acid in your spine or something? No, it's a <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what a Spinal Tap is? No, a Spinal Tap is when they, but the, it's about a band, but an actual Spinal Tap is when they hit your back. But anyway, Ice Age. Ice Age is a cl- classic. I mean, they made like eight of those damn movies. <laughs> I think uh, they're still making those movies. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've only seen like two. The Simpsons movie. Ooh, a Simpsons movie. Still not better than, than a night, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Sal. So. Yeah, Nightmare Before. You know what? I'm going to put Evil Dead because if you watch that, the original Evil Dead for 90 minutes, it feels like a lot longer. That movie's pretty scary and it works. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What's your favorite movie under 90 minutes? Again, be sure to tell us on Twitter and Instagram at Too Loud Sal and Brian. And hey, are you seeing somebody on your timeline or just in life in general being too loud? Be sure to call them out and tag us. And we'll be able to call them out too. And maybe they'll be our loudest of the week. Always remember to stay loud. But anyway, Sal, enough of that. It's time to get into the next slot of the NFL games. Let's talk about another game 
Kansas City at the Jaguars. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting games. Do you think that the new Jags could compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patty Mahomeboy? I think that people are sleeping on the Jags a little bit. Um, Nick Foles might be the man in Jacksonville. Stop it. They have uh, Marquise Lee returning and some more threats. Leonard Fournette has lost some weight. Stop joshing. Everybody got paid except for Jalen Ramsey on that defense, so they're feeling a little bit happy. Shut your mouth. I mean, the the really? Chiefs are going to win this game. You know, Patrick Mahomes didn't even score a touchdown against the, the Jaguars last year. Sal, can you please shut your fucking <laughs> mouth? Stop talking about Patrick Mahomes in that manner because the New York Chiefs have no chance. No chance. Patrick Mahomes, dude, in the words of Travis Kelsey, when you think they're going to run, they're going to pass. When you think they're going to pass, they're going to pass. When they pass, trust me, they will pass. And once they pass, the Chiefs have no choice. All they have is Jalen Ramsey. They have a lot of blitzers plus Jalen Ramsey, but – it's not enough for my homeboy. He could he could scramble the pocket and still throw it sideways. I'm guessing you're picking the oh Chiefs. It's uh, not hard. I got the Chiefs too, but don't expect it to be a cakewalk for them. I expect it to be a two-touchdown win. All right, in our second game, Tennessee heads out to Cleveland to take on the Browns. A lot of people believe in the Browns. Do you believe in the Browns and the underbaker, Odell Beckham? I do, and that's only because you had me pick Odell Beckham on my fantasy team <laughs> when I was when I was in the gym floundering i have to believe them i mean nick chubb's supposed to be a goddamn freak this year and then they, they also get Beckham, hunt jarvis landry like you said cream hunt after eight games their defense has miles garrett jabril peppers they have they have everything they're supposed to have but there's the goddamn browns so you know what i have to see it to believe it so i think that they will beat the chiefs this game I don't know, actually. Without Matt LaFleur, after seeing the, the Packers. The, I mean, the Chiefs, the Titans. After after seeing Matt LaFleur's offense, I think that the Titans will be better off without him. So it's going to be a close game, surprisingly. One touchdown game. But the Browns are going to win. But I think they go 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't I don't like the new-look Browns. I picked the Browns to win this game. I do. I could see them getting into the wild card because I'll have the Ravens win the North. And I think they'll get one of those two wild card spots but we'll see that definitely one of the interesting stories of the year it is for sure and um i know this andrew luck news got everyone wondering what's going to happen with the colts so the colts are playing the chargers in the next game at la and i just want to know are you more excited to see the la chargers new backfield especially since melvin gordon still hasn't signed the contract or jacoby Brissett taking over for andrew luck well, what do you definitely think? Jacoby Brissett. One, the Chargers' backfield isn't that new. We saw what they can do last year when Melvin Gordon got hurt with his knee injury. That's true. So they're pretty solid out there. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, they know what to do. They have pretty good talent. And also, the, it's just going to be Phillip Rivers throwing bombs to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen all That's day. That's true. That's going to be their offense. Their defense might have a little trouble without Derwin James, but they also get a fully healthy Nick Bosa for the first time. So that should be good. I'm going to pick the Chargers. I think the Colts are going to be a team that kind of overperforms to their detriment because they could probably use one of the good quarterbacks coming out this year. But they will be a pretty – I think they'll be a pretty solid team that just doesn't have enough to compete with the better teams this year because of not having Andrew Luck. They're my sleeper team to win the South, so I don't know. But I think that the – I think that – Jacoby Brissett's all great and all, but I know what he does. He's a Bill Belichick quarterback. He should be fine. 
he should be able to handle this pressure and at least lead them to a 10, a 9-7, 10-6 season. They have enough talent around them, a good line. But what I'm focused on is on that backfield. Because even though they did play last year, this year they're kind of telling him, like, you're the men. Austin Eckler, you're the guy. Justin Jackson, you're the guy. I don't know what to expect for them, especially with Darius Leonard on the other end of the Colts. And their rush defense is a lot better than you would think. So I'm really interested to see that because if Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson don't do good, then the Chargers are going to have to flounder and figure out if they can get a contract for Malvin Gordon or at least trade his ass. So, I mean, he wants his money. They want to win. Yada, yada, yada. Bing, bang, boom. That's very poetic how you put that. <laughs> poetic justice. That's a haiku, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. So I got a, a good one for you right here. Here's the <laughs> toughest question probably on our – on about the entire first week of NFL football. Because <laughs> the Bengals – are going to head out to Seattle. <laughs> and the real question is, would you even bother with this game? No. <laughs> no. I would not, So If you told me an old Andy Dalton with no A.J. Green and a Joe Mixon are going against Chris Carson and friends against the Seahawks defense when the new Jadavion Clowney, it's over. It's done, dude. Like, When did the Seahawks become Chris Carson? When did Chris Carson take over for Russell Wilson? Hey, Chris Carson is the new up-and-coming guy. He is the new Marshawn Lynch, so you better put some respect on his name. Is there anything worth watching for the Bengals? No, unless you have Chris Carson on your fantasy team. Oh, on the Bengals? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I forgot, Sal. You looked at me because we all know who's on the Bengals. Tyler Boyd. I don't think we all know greatest, that Tyler Boyd's the on the Bengals. greatest receiver. Trust me, if you have Tyler Boyd on your fantasy team, you may win the championship because Tyler Boyd is going to be the man. Who else is on the Bengals, Sal? Name him. Tyler Efforts. No, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Breaking news. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I'm going to get louder with Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Teleport. You're being Teleport. Teleport. Anything else? Teleport. Thought so. <laughs> oh, man, Sal. Tyler Boyd is definitely going to give me some fantasy points, and I hate you for doubting him. But F you, Sal. Let's go on to the next game. <laughs> Too loud. Niners at the Bucks, Sal. Sal, I know this game seems kind of boring, too, because you don't care for both teams. But who's going to be more of a threat in their division? The Niners with the NFC North? Or the Bucks with the NFC South? <laughs> is that what it is? Well, the Niners are in the West, but NFC West. Yeah, they're they're in Northern California, but they're the NFC West. They're on the West. I gotta learn about football. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who's gonna be more of a threat, Sal? Um, you know what? I would say that the Bucks would be just because they already had the number the one. The Bucks. Yes, they had the number one passing attack last year, despite being number one in turnovers as well. They have a new offense with Bruce Arians, a little bit of more of a defined culture. Still no defense whatsoever, but I think they will have <laughs> they'll have a they'll they'll be more likely to shock teams like the like the Saints or the Panthers or Atlanta like while at home or even on the road. Like they had two great really close games with the Saints last year, which they could have easily won. Um, they almost beat the Steelers last year too. So, so you just said they have no defense and they turn over the ball all the time. I don't understand where you think they're going to be a threat. But they still have the number one offense and having better culture there now as with Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston has been looking like he's going to perform. They have a incredible depth at receiver. You're so talking about culture, but what about the Niners then? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, and he definitely brings that Jimmy G point star culture around all of the Niners. <laughs> I, that is the greatest of all cultures. The Jimmy G points, <laughs> the Jimmy G spots are, are going to lead this team to at least a 7-9, 8-8 record. I see so much talent, and I think that Kyle Shanahan edges Bruce Arians on it. Who do you have winning this match, though? I have the 
Bucks winning, I don't see how you have the Niners upsetting the I'm not. the Rams or the Seahawks or Oh yeah, they could. They could. As long as they have Jimmy G spot. If they have Nick Mullins, it's over. But I have the Niners winning this game anyway, so I'm not worried. Uh too loud, follow us. Too loud. Everyone, have you ever just had a nice cola and said, Wow, I need a burp? Well follow too loud, <laughs> Sal and Ryan on Twitter and Instagram. For all your burp and cola needs, I guess. Not really. Just follow us. Please. Please. Follow us. At Too Loud, Sal and Ryan. Again, thank you for listening. As we continue, we're going to go on to the final games of the week. We also have the loudest of the week. But first, we're going to play a little game. It's called Loud, Too Loud, or Not Loud Enough. All right. I'm ready, Sal. I love games, but I don't like game rules. I don't know them. I get mixed up with a lot of them. Well, I just is this the one where you put like four checkers like next to each other and connect the dots? I I just said the rules. We're gonna (laughs) take a a person who was in the news this week, and we're gonna see if they were being too loud, not loud enough, or you know what? They're they're fine being as loud as they are. Okay. So uh, first first story was Nicki Minaj. I know she's a favorite of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) That wasn't me. Um, she announced her retirement, and I am doing air quote quotes right now for the people uh, listening. Okay. Um, over the weekend, she said she wanted to start a family with her boo. The um, rapist guy, right? Like yes. The rapist child, the baby murder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think he touches babies and murders people. I don't think he specifically murders just babies. Well, the baby murder. Okay. So she wants to settle down with the baby murder and stop with the rap game. Yes. Um, is Nicki Minaj being loud? Is she fine with as loud as she is? Is she not being loud enough or is she being too loud? Okay. If stay loud means that she's going to stay in her family and not rap, then yes, she needs (laughs) to stay loud. She should stop rapping. Megan Thee Stallion, the City Girls, everyone's got it from here. They've handled it way better than her. So I think that she should stay loud. Stay with that family, girl. Don't let anyone tell you, which I don't care what they say about you in that terrible voice. I don't care. (laughs) You got this, girl. Just stay with your rapist, baby rapist, uh, baby daddy, and start that family. Stay loud. What do you think, so? Again, this is all allegedly. <laughs> now that he's also been convicted, but um, <laughs> I think she she's being. Favorite? I think she's being too loud. It's pretty much a cry for attention. Like you said, everybody else is kind of taking the title from You're her, right. so it's more of like, look at me, I'm still Nicki Minaj. She's being too loud, so. I, I think I would always say Nicki Minaj is being too loud. I, I I saw this video on Twitter of this this baby. They told him to they told her to write Nicki Minaj, but she was Hispanic, so she wrote Mickey Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Too loud. Okay, so Nicki Minaj. Give what me do another you guys one. think? Who's another? Another one who has been in the news. New, brand new AEW champion Chris Jericho has been in the news all week. First of all, last weekend he won. The inaugural AEW Championship, followed following his triumphant victory in Chicago, he went to a Longhorn Steakhouse in a limo, and uh, after having a little bit of the bubbly, oh, no. he well, it was reported that the title was stolen out of his limo, and that guy's a legend. Whoever that the is, the title was lost for a day. And then the police found it. They actually found it on a person found it on the side of the road, picked it up, posted it on Craigslist, and heard about the news. Turned it into the police, police department, 
and got two hundred dollars for it. It's a thirty thousand dollar belt. Um, no, that's that's fair though because once you turn in something, you shouldn't get something in return. If you get something in return, it's a bonus. I think you should get like tickets or something. Like <laughs> no, because it's not your. It's not a responsibility. It's a responsibility by you to do it, not to not do it. You have to be a good citizen. Be nice. At least a little bit of the public. No, at least a little bit of the public. At least meet the guy. <laughs> but I don't so, think that guy even cared about wrestling. <laughs> so is Chris Jericho being too loud? Should he be louder or or not is loud enough? Not loud enough. I think that he needs to be louder. Chris Jericho needs to scream from the rooftops that they need to get a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Dude, that meme is hilarious. It, it flows on Twitter. This is the same guy who said, you're on the list. And the same guy says, stupid idiot. <laughs> this is the, the most amazing man of catchphrases. He's the greatest, one of the greatest Canadians of all time next to John. No one knows that reference besides maybe Joseph Palaio. And you still don't know who that guy is. That's too many references. Too loud. But I think that he needs to get a lot louder. <laughs> He needs to stay as loud as he is. He's been the best champion they could possibly want. He, again, is trending with a meme that makes even no sense to people who don't even watch wrestling, but it's still funny. Um, he's the first champion. He's given them more news. and good. It's not like he even freaked out, too. He just posted like another video being like, I will find who stole my belt. I have the personal <laughs> private security. Even after the cops found it, he's like, yes, it was my personal security <laughs> that found, found the belt. <laughs> the cops would be pissed. Jericho is the GOAT. Y2J is doing great things. You should stay loud, buddy. You should stay loud, buddy, and continue to have some of that bubbly. You know what the people have to do, though, right? But let us know what you think. Again, if somebody is being too loud in your area, let us know. Tag them. Attack them on. No, don't. At <laughs> attack them. Throw something at them. <laughs> don't, don't attack them physically. Just, you know, do it like most people do. Do it online where they'll never find you. And we'll be the ones to not physically attack them. But let them know that, hey, they're being too loud. But let's get to our final list of games, starting with maybe the most important game of the of the week, as the Giants take on the Dallas Cowboys. It's a matchup of two of the best running backs in the league, Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Who wow. do you got this year, and who do you got in this game? More like the two and the three best running backs in the league, because Alvin Kamara's one, then it's Zeke, then it's Saquon. But that's for another day. I just want to shut you up. Anyways, I got Saquon, Sal. Saquon. Barkley. The beast. Have you seen how much that man could squat? He could squat your house. He's a goat. He, he got 23 fantasy points. I mean, fantasy points don't even matter in this. But the whole point is he dominates the Cowboys, and he's going to dominate again. He only had 28 rushing yards last time. I mean, in the season opener against the Cowboys last time. But still. He still had, like, 11 receptions for 100 yards. He's going to do what he did today, except he's going to at least get 80 yards rushing against that front uh that tough cowboy front eli manning's just gonna mouth breathe all over the place it's fine but he's gonna pass it to saquon barkley all day and that's all that matters so i have saquon in this zeke doesn't have a chance i don't know how you say dominating he's never beaten the cowboys and he had 23 rushing yards the last time he played the full starting defense the cowboys are going to the super bowl this year okay. so the giants i bold prediction right now i think Daniel Jones gets in this game. Last time that the Giants played the Cowboys, Eli was just getting destroyed. So I see a similar thing happen, and I think in the second half we're going to see Daniel Jones. Well, we both have Dallas in this game, so it's not even a thing. It's just who's going to do better, Zeke or, Zeke or Saquon, Sal? 
I'm going to say that Zeke does come in off of his tripping Cabo. He's going to Cabo all over the place? Yeah, he's going to just to do the things that you do to people in Mexico. He's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do it to people. All, everybody on the Giants. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to be like a Papa's and Beers thing. Like It's just going to be just... nasty. <laughs> the Giants might walk away with some like diseases that they didn't know they had. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> now let's talk about two animals. The Lions, are, Lions versus the Cardinals. <laughs> the Lions are at the Cardinals. Now I think a lion would beat a Cardinal in a real animal planet fight. Like It would definitely be that. A lion in the air? <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> Lions don't like flying. <laughs> They're land creatures. No. <laughs> But the Lions at the Cardinals, the only thing that matters in this, Sal, because we know what the Lions are about. They've been about the same things ever since they had Matt Stafford. Kyler Murray, Sal. Kyler Murray. That's just the question. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I want him to do good. The Cardinals don't have an offensive line, but I think they're kind of it's making awful. up for it for having the athletic Kyler Murray behind there. They have tons of receivers. Christian Kirk, of course, the Fitz, um, Andy Isabella, the receiver they drafted. I David Johnson in the backfield. Like they should be a pretty good offense, especially with how their Texas Tech coach is supposed to revolutionize the game like Sean McVay did. So Cliff Kingsbury, we'll see how it goes. I gonna pick the Lions in this game, but I think Kyler Murray's gonna look pretty I'd say he has three touchdowns, probably two in the air, one on the ground, but also like two picks and a strong losing effort. See, I was thinking that Kyler Murray could win this, but Matt Patricia's actually all right on defense. And especially since he's a Belichick guy, he's going to do good against a rookie. I think Kyler Murray's going to win Rookie of the Year. So that's not even an issue, but I don't see them winning this game. They only, they're only going to win five games all year, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, Kyler Murray's a GOAT. He's going to do real good, but I don't know how long his offense is going to last. So I just want to see this game and wait to see what we could see with him. All right. It's a lot of C's. Sunday Night Football on NBC, the Steelers on the Pats with the new A.B. He's not going to play, but I'm not going to rhyme anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Rhyming's annoying. We'll, we'll talk about it. the knees. <laughs> Don't be showing your knees. <laughs> Too loud. We're going to talk about the affirmation A.B., but as for now, um, Tom Brady has not lost to... Big Ben at home. So who do you got in this game? Tom Brady 5-0 and against Big Ben at home. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Terrific. Tom Magic. Tom Holland. I don't know. There's a lot of things we could call Tom, but he is the greatest of all time. The goddamn GOAT. So I think that they're going to beat the Steelers, but it's going to be a damn close game, though. Because Big Ben is going to air it out, and I think it's going to be in the high scoring range of 35 to like 28. Maybe even like Nah, it's not going to be in the 40s. 35 to 28. Because Big Ben's going to shoot it to James Washington and Juju. And while Tom Brady's just going to just pick up every, pick apart everyone. He's going to give it to James White. He's going to give it to the weed man, Josh Gordon. Like, just not much more you could do. Hey, hey he doesn't want you talking about that. This I season. know, just, I know. Just, just talking about his play. You're being too loud. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about his weed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got... I love him. Well, I mean, if he wasn't so loud, then... <laughs> <laughs> He's got to stop being loud. But, um, got the Pats, too. <sighs> Pats are just gonna be too. They're gonna be too loud this year. I, they're the Warriors now, with KD. They just got KD. That's pretty much what this is. But it should be a good game. You think the Steelers are gonna be good? I don't even think they make the playoffs. Oh my goodness gracious! They're so much better this year than last year. But all right, moving on to Monday night. Oh, Monday.
Monday night, Monday night. So, well, let's start because it's a, the first of a doubleheader. Texans at Saints. Two games on Monday night. Shh. Couldn't ask for anything better. And especially to start with the Texans at the Saints, so who do you think is more likely to win their division? The, the Texans or the Saints? I would say that the Texans are just because the division is weaker. But I have the Saints going further. I think the Saints could go further in the playoffs. You don't see anybody upsetting the Texans, though? You don't even see the Jags, like the new-look new Jags? I understand the Colts. little kind of hard to sell, but the Jags? Uh, I mean, the Jags have a lot of question marks still. So I would trust what I've seen so far. And with now the Texans getting new weapons like Kenny Steele's, like Carlos Hyde, Another year under the belt for Deshaun Watson. As long as Deshaun Watson's healthy, they have a chance. Do you think Deshaun Watson could pass up Drew Brees this year and, like, superstardom? Like, he could kind of just start passing him up and on being a better quarterback? Well, no. Drew Brees is a Super Bowl quarterback. Well, we're not talking about personal accolades. I'm just talking about, like, this year. Like, this year, do you, do you think Deshaun Watson will pretty much have a better year than Drew Brees? No, because Drew Brees is going to throw for another 3,000 yards. I think so. And Mike Thomas is going to hate. I think Drew Brees is going to fall off a bit. Hmm. I don't see him doing as good as he did. I mean, he's fucking 38, man. Not everyone's Tom Brady. Like, not everyone's going to be able to do it. I see Deshaun Watson kind of getting the torch from him and being the second best pretty soon, either this year or next year, because it's pretty much Patty Mahomes and Drew Brees. I mean, and uh, Deshaun Watson as the best, too. But um, I say that this is going to be an exciting game, high-scoring game, and I have the Saints winning it, though. I have the Saints winning it at home. So you have Deshaun Watson taking the torch, but still the torch being with Well, Drew I mean, Deshaun Watson got in that beautiful shootout against Tom Brady like two years ago when it was like 35 to 37 and Tom Brady still won but that was still a great game so that's what's gonna happen fuck you <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't want to say it but you, but you brought it out of me um, who do you have winning I have the Saints winning should be a good game should be too loud final game of the first week of the NFL talk about them it is the Broncos who? heading out to Oakland to take on the Raiders, who are now a B-list. I was thinking the same thing too. That was that was a, I was thinking a B-list too. That was a good one. Good terminology. What, what do you make of the Raiders? Ooh, let's. Are we talking about the Raiders? Or are we just gonna talk about the Broncos all day? Like how how, how they're gonna wait. come out and <laughs> smack the Raiders now? I'm so excited. Now that they have no A B, there's no hope. You're telling me Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs are gonna stop Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris Jr., and Von Miller? Von Miller? Psh. No. John Gruden thought he had control over this team. He lost complete control. He, he tried to hop into the seat of Ferrari and try to take it 100 miles an hour. And he lost, he lost, he lost uh, control of the steering, swerved out, and I think he's falling off the cliff right now as we speak. And uh, Bradley Chubb is about to not pick him up off that cliff. He's about to keep falling and falling and falling and falling until the Broncos just win 24-3. 24-3. According to your analogy, they would be falling for the next... Nine years, because that's how long Gruden's contract is. Ooh, that's a big hill. The Raiders... <laughs> Wouldn't it be a hill, it'd be a mountain. <laughs> what do you think about the Raiders, Sal? A nine-hour fall. Stop laughing at them. So, I, it's hard not to. They're just... I, the Antonio Clowns, huh? <laughs> I, I want them to be at least decent, so like it's kind of funny to like watch their games and be like, oh, look, like you had a chance. Like, it's not even... I, I don't know what they're trying Tyrell to do. Tyrell Williams. Their defense should be a little bit better, but the Broncos, Philip Lindsay with another year behind them. They have Joe Flacco. Elite quarterback, apparently. 
the Broncos could sneak up. And the Chargers could take a decline this year, and in that they always start off slow too. The Chargers, so I could see the Broncos kind of getting a nice start to the season, and then like battling with that second spot for the AFC West. Of course, I have the Broncos to win this game. That's no question. What's the score, though? What do you think? Do you think it's going to be a blowout, like I say? Uh, I don't think – I'd say probably like 21-7 to because I don't think your offense is going to be like super-powered or nothing. And I think the Raiders' defense is going to be slightly better this year. I don't know how you think the Raiders' defense is going to be slightly better, but the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense isn't going to be better. You're not impressed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you're impressed with the Raiders. I'm not impressed with the Raiders, but look at that just based off what it is. Like – it's an that's asinine as a ten, so you're wrong. Well, that was our week one NFL preview. Thank you for listening to us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're hearing these predictions. Who do you think is going to win these games? And are we wrong? Are we being too loud? Let us know. Add us at Too Loud Sal and Ryan. But now it's time for the most important topic of the day. We're going to okay. discuss who was the loudest of the week. So, do you have any guesses of who was the loudest of the week this week? It's not Nicki Minaj, and it's not Chris Jericho, and it's not R. Kelly this week. Then who could it be? (laughs) (laughs) Too loud. (laughs) Who could it be? It might be you now. (laughs) Antonio Brown, of course, is the loudest of the week. The loudest of the week. So, just to... Don't even call him Antonio Brown for the segment. Call him Antonio Clown. I I mean, we'll see because by the end, if you're not aware of it, the situation. So last year, Antonio Brown was a Pittsburgh Steeler. He was caught, you know, posting coaches' meetings on Facebook, got into uh, heated arguments with Big Ben Roethlisberger. And Um, Juju Smith, the receiver who's vouched for him. Pretty much the whole team. Um, He pretty much... Quit on the Steelers in their last game as they were needing that win to go into the playoffs. So all that led to him being traded to Oakland. It's safe to say he went like full heel. He went full wrestler heel. He did, which is a good segue. We'll we'll get to that because then he got traded to Oakland for a third and fifth. He was supposed to be the hero. He was supposed to be uh, ready to go in Oakland, be the man. And then he froze his feet in a hyperbolic time chamber, I believe. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and then, You're saying um, this all spot on. This is great. And then he was complaining about a helmet issue, which was affecting all of the league, but it was a lot louder for him. He wanted his peanut helmet. They said wear a bigger helmet. He says it looks like a fridge. Continue. Then, after all that, he got into uh, another heated altercation with his general manager, Mike Mayock, in which he, uh, he was a... He was mad for being fined for missing practices. He just didn't show up to work, and they fined him. Yeah, he was surprised that they fined him for not going to work. And then the in response, he punted a ball in front of the GM and said, fine me for that, which he was. 213000 um, after that, actually. He reportedly called Mike Mayock a cracker. And then then apologized. But then was scheduled to play Monday night against the Broncos. But then was released by the Raiders because they just gave up on him. And now he is a New England Patriot. So going back to your heel bad guy wrestler 
So and it's pretty much AB was Hulk Hogan in the WWE with the Steelers. But then, you know, started messing around, ruined it for Bret Hart, who is Juju, the next big guy. He left, went to WCW as the good guy, uh, new Hulk Hogan. But then he became an even more bad guy and joined the NWO, which is the Patriots. It just, it's crazy to me because you think at this point something must be wrong with this guy's head. It's not even, like, funny anymore. It's like, is there something actually wrong with the man? Because I was, like, he lashed out on Juju, and that tripped me out because in the game where Antonio Brown got lit up, it was against the Bengals last year, Vontez Burfick lit up, a.k.a. hit Antonio Brown helmet to helmet over the middle, kind of putting Antonio Brown in kind of like um, – a concussed state. Well, I put him in a concussed state, but his arms were up. It looked all bad. And then Juju literally helped him out and then cracked Vontez Burfecht the next play, like to say, like, oh, I got you, Antonio Brown. Like, I did this for you because you got messed up. I got your back. And then he turned his back on him. And then he, I understand turning your back on Big Ben and Mike Tomlin because they were kind of talking shit. But Juju, like, I don't understand, man. It's almost as if he just wants everyone to hate him. Like, his, and I don't even think it's him anymore. And maybe it might not be the concussion, the concussion issues in the CTE, because he's gotten smacked over the middle a couple times actually, with his helmet to helmet hits. But it may also be just how the media, like, kind of, I think parades him. I think it's too loud to say it's CTE. That's a little. I think that's a little too far, uh, based off what we've seen on like Hard Knocks and what he posts on it. Oh, we also forgot about the video he posted of John Gruden's uh, a phone call he had with yeah, John yeah, Gruden. Yeah. That he made into a Nike ad. Um, in black and white, too. In black and white. He, he's just gone full NWO. So before they even suspended him, he made he put up a video. like Because they said, we're going to suspend you. And then he apologized. And they said, okay, your apology accepted. Then the next like couple of hours later, he puts a video up of a private conversation with John Gruden. In the form of a Nike ad. where he's And then he pretty much puts like, he tells the Raiders, like, release me. <laughs> and then. But. So here's a theory going out because one of the theories is CTE. I think that's a little bit too far, definitely too loud. The CTE, okay. Like that's something that some that people should take seriously if people are showing signs. I, I like the theory that Pat McCaffrey posted that pretty much he went to practice, saw Derek Carr, and was like, "That's not Big Ben. You can't throw." And if he can't throw, and I have a bad year, then I'm going to look like Amari Cooper, and people are going to be like, oh, it's my fault that the Raiders suck. And that's even more hate that he's getting in the media. So he tried to find every way to get his release, finally did, and now he's on a team with a quarterback that can throw it to him. You think he was willing to drop $30 million guaranteed, though? That's what he said. Like, he's but like, he can if make... you have guaranteed money, that's where I'm at. And he was going to make $30 million guaranteed in in the Raiders. Like, $30 million guaranteed. Like, on the what would you say on the Patriots? He only had a $9 million, $9 million compared to $30 million? <laughs> That's not shit. No, well, he's getting $9 million signing bonus, and then he can make up to $15 million by the end of the year. So that's $24 million. So he's technically, if he plays the full year and everything goes well, and if the Patriots do what – we're expecting them to do and their bonuses yes you get playoff bonuses you get win bonuses you get super bowl bonus which all could accumulate to pretty much 500k by the end of it i saw a tweet from i believe it was scott stanford from red zone he he told there's a movie with uh, richard Pryor where he gets 30 million dollars and is told if you're able to blow through this in like a couple days 
you'll get $300 million. But you can't tell anybody why you're blowing through this 30 mil. So, like, and that's going to, that's AB. Like, AB was like, you know what, I just got to blow through this real quick, and then I'll get I'll get my return. Because if he goes to the Patriots, and Tom Brady throws 50 touchdowns like he did with Randy Moss, he's going to get an even, people are going to be like, well, now we want him, because they scored 50 touchdowns with him. The only reason why three makes sense is for two reasons. One, that the Patriots did do what they did with Randy Moss, exactly how they're doing it with Antonio Brown. They got a troubled Randy Moss from the Raiders, literally the same thing. Then they put him on their team, made him look as good as he is because he's a monster, Randy Moss and Antonio Brown. And two, I think your theory works because Bill Belichick has always loved Antonio Brown. He's always wanted Antonio Brown. He's always talked about it in the locker rooms. That's like the reports they always say. And this is like his guy. So who knows what he's been telling Antonio Brown or what they've kind of colluded because it almost seems like it's too scripted that he got released and then signed by the Patriots immediately after. This is what Bill Belichick's always wanted. Remember, he didn't want to be – I mean he was saying I want to be a Raider, but he was traded to the Raiders. I think this is biz- This is going to be the boom period, pun intended, with especially with the new CBA being discussed and everything, possible lockout next year. NFL players want to be treated like NBA players. They want to have that control that like players like LeBron and Anthony Davis and all that have. I think this is going to be, with the Le'Veon Bell situation last year too, this is going to be something where like players are going to be like, hey, we actually have power. We can make moves, win for ourselves, and kind of do things. Players got to understand, though, there's 53 of them on a goddamn roster. <laughs> In an NBA roster, there's 12. Or like 11. Like, dude, like, of course there's more money to dish out of the NBA. There's 12 fucking people. But 53 people on a roster, everyone's got to get their money. So if you're complaining about your money, then that guy's not getting his money. That's why, like, all these contracts, these NFL contracts, they're great for Le'Veon Bell and Zeke and everyone. But then they mess up the people who are, like, the, the you know, like the regular defensive backs, the linebackers, the guys who want their money too. So it's just a double-edged sword, and we're just going to see what's going to happen at the end of it. Antonio Brown and... Le'Veon Bell and Zeke, these guys, these guys are all trying to start a movement. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes, Sal. They're being really, really loud, though. And Antonio Brown is definitely what we call, Sal, the loudest of the week. But what do you guys think? Do you think AB is being too loud? Or do you kind of side on the – are you on the other side of the coin where you think he's actually playing us all? And a lot smarter than anything. I think he's a lot smarter than people are playing on, similar to Tara Olin's. But, again, it's up to you guys. Let us know. Add us at Too Loud, Sal, and Ryan. Did you get our names? <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for joining us here on Too Loud. I'm Sal Harold, And I am Ryan Basulto. Don't forget to stay loud, people.